Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Hitting the Hardwood Podcast, your home for all the latest Minnesota links and WNBA news, analysis, and coverage. Thank you for tuning in to another episode this week. I'm your host, Mitchell Hansen, and this week I am joined by somebody who many of you are familiar with who follow uh, the WNBA, the NBA, basketball in general, at the college level, professional level, um, and everywhere in between, uh, Mark Schindler, um, who is uh, who writes for the WNBA or covers the, the WNBA and the NBA, writes for WNBA.com and 7 Star Digital, and also is the host of the Tag the Roll podcast as well as They've Got Now podcast. Uh, many of you are, are familiar or should be familiar at least with, with Mark's work. Um, he, he does a great job in covering the WNBA, the NBA, um, like I said, the college game, um, and he kind of attacks it from different angles. Um, and, and it's great to have, have his cover, coverage of, of the game at, at all levels, um, but especially the WNBA. Um, he does a great job with, with all of that, that work and, and covering the league um, and, and furthering its exposure, which is important, and that's exactly what, what we need and, and what all of us try to do. So Mark is, Mark is great. Um, he has a lot of great insight. Um, and you will hear that soon in the podcast. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, I highly encourage to find us wherever you get your podcast. If they allow you to rate um, and give give ratings to those podcasts on those platforms, please do so. Um, give us a five star rating um, or, or or whatever you you see fit. Um, please go check that out. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Like I said, wherever you get your podcast, you can find hitting the hardwood. I also want to um, bring to light our our uh, Patreon page. Um, you can find out our page or find our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash hitting the hardwood. Um, a lot of the stuff that you see or hear on this podcast, you'll also hear and see on our Patreon page, but you get more. You get, get more exclusive news, you get early access to podcasts, you get other news and notes and information that you don't get anywhere else. Um, so please go check that out. Try a seven day free trial. Um, you know, if, if you enjoy it, um, then you can and sign up for a, a, a subscription or, or a membership, um, and I promise that it will be worth it. Um, you do get exclusive perks even for just signing up, um, but throughout your, your time as, as a patron, um, you do get um, exclusive newsletters, like I said, early access to podcasts, discount at our Hitting the Hardwood store, um, whatever you, whatever you, and you can offer suggestions, uh, questions, feedback, whatever you uh, see fit. So, uh, please go check that out. Once again, it's patreon.com forward slash hitting the hardwood. Without further ado, let's jump into this week's podcast with Mark. Mark, how are you doing, man? Thank you for joining me. I'm really good. I appreciate you having me on. It's been a, kind of a crazy week. Somehow it's September already, which I am not ready. I'm ready for, but also not ready for. Um, so yeah, we're we're here. Yeah. No, I, um, we, you know, we've, we were kind of talking about right before we we started recording of kind of our we're both dealing with with some uh flexibility of family being in town or being with family over over the weekend and we're recording this over labor day weekend um but it's hard to wait it's labor day weekend oh wow this, this weekend yeah yeah good the yeah, more it, you know <laughs> flies by man That's, uh, but, yeah that kind of thing but yeah well it's crazy now i know yeah <laughs> but yeah i mean it, it to your point it, it's it's crazy how fast the summer is gone and yeah. i mean the same thing with the WNBA season i mean it's it's crazy how fast it's gone it feels like we just literally started the season it feels like two weeks ago we just had the all-star break um but now here we are we're we're in september we're a couple games away from the postseason and and we're we're off and running things are they've been interesting but they're about to about to get interesting from here so um yeah, yeah it, it, it's been crazy but i 
let before we before we start talking about um you know WNBA, let's I, I kind of want to just open things up to to an introduction to you for our, our listeners who are not familiar. Um, I know a lot of people are familiar with you and your work, but if you could just open up with with kind of what you do, what you know, who you are, and 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 where everybody can find your work. Yeah. Um. So I'm, I'm Mark Schindler. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at mg underscore Schindler. Is where I'm most active. Um. I work kind of all over the place, but luckily it's condensed down a little bit recently. Um, I technically work for a company called seven star digital, which is, uh, it's a sports betting, well, it's sports betting affiliate. Um, but basically I do nothing related to sports betting. Everything's just covering basketball, um, for their websites, which is a a good gig. And I appreciate that it's come along because I needed it because Mm -hmm. I turned 26 and health insurance is important. But, uh, then I also work for WMBA.com doing features and, and analysis stuff there as well. And, um, have a podcast where I do, you know, uh, less less analysis, more like just talking to players, coaches, everyone in that um, fashion. So yeah, I, but basically, like I mean, obviously, right now everything is is W for me. But uh, as soon as we hit fall, um, it will be back full swing with the NBA, and especially like I'm already once we hit the second round of the playoffs, I have a couple college trips I need to go do um, because I know that I have to be somewhere for like obviously I'm going to be at the finals. Um, but once we have like once it's down to like just the second round, I have, you know, I need to start branching back out and getting some things going before the college season starts. So, uh, yeah, man, we are like full go right now. The mm-hmm. fall is fast upon us. Yeah, it, it seems like it's it's never ending the world of basketball. Yeah. It's it, And that's the the beauty of it. I mean, I'm I'm I don't know if, if you feel the same way, but I'm, I love it. I love, oh, no, basketball I love it year too. round. And yeah. But it, it it is never, you know, it never stops. It never sleeps because once, like you truth. said, once you, you're done with the WNBA or vice versa, then it's NBA or, you know, it, or college. You mix all of that in. Yeah. But Well, and it's been wild, too, because even this year, like I was talking to about this with Joni Taylor, Texas A&M's head coach um, the other day. And it's like, even now, like it might start to sort out. But now, like not to get like too nitty gritty, but like I do some stuff with grassroots and AAU and trying to because I, I do a lot of stuff on the scouting side. So I think. You know, like I, I go out and watch like 17s to go see, you know, the juniors and seniors in high school to, um, you know, or the, like this next coming year of seniors because you're not playing grassroots as a senior. But, um, you know, the point being like I want to go see what what the town looks like coming up. And then now, like, obviously you have the three main shoe circuits, but now it's starting to expand out. So there's a lot of events that are put on by non-shoe companies, which is is kind of a different thing. Like that hasn't really happened. That's starting to to be different. So now, like. And a lot of those were sanctioned for coaches to come to this year. So now, like, I, I mean, talking to Joey, she was like, yeah, honestly, like her season was busier in the summer than it was in uh, in season, which is kind of crazy. And I think that's just kind of here to stay. So um, exactly. It's uh, it's fun, but also like, damn, man, I need a second to relax. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that that kind of goes into my my first question for you of, you've covered a lot of, of basketball. You just talked about the variety of different basketball that, that you do cover. Mm-hmm. Is there something that stands out to you about the WNBA? What do you, I guess, what do you enjoy about covering the W? Uh, yeah, I think W for me, like I've always been really kind of engrossed in um, scouting and player development and stuff. Like I've, uh, you know, I've like, I've, I've flirted with working for some NBA teams. I've done some consulting work on the side. Um, and I had, you know, just the opportunity to work, for the W come up um, 
last year and, and went through the process and, and decided to, to take the job. And I didn't really know what it was going to be. I thought, you know, like I always been kind of a casual W fan. And um, now, I, you know, last summer I was just like, all right, screw it. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to work full time. I'm going to really dive into the league and get to know it. And uh, I think I kind of fell in love with it, not because of doing it. Like I thought I was just going to do, you know, like, you know, play and player analysis stuff um, a couple times a week and, watch all the games obviously but um you know I had the opportunity presented to me to do like a, a feature story on on Brittany Sykes through I, I know her manager really well now but I didn't know her then and she just had reached out to me she's like hey you work here now like would you do do you want to do this I'm like yeah sure why not and then that went from from that and I'd never like I'd, I'd done like some feature stuff uh on the NBA side but not a lot and um and that turned into like me, like, I don't know. I love doing that now. And I think it's, it's less about the writing sports getting to know people. Cause I think um, what stands that I'd say all that to say, what stands out to me the most about the, the W side is um, how open and willing people are to just uh, to be themselves and to um, just show you who they, who they are. If you, if you really are, are earnest and, and genuine and, and want to get to know them. And I think to me, like, that's kind of a breath of fresh air. I don't want to say that like you don't get that in, in men's basketball, but I think there's just a, there's a different air to it um, in the W and I really appreciate that because that's just, it's not very common. Um, like, I don't know, like there are so many, I could give you so many examples, but like, I think that's been my favorite thing. Not that I'm going to be like friends with every player or something like that, but it's more just like, I'm somebody who I always want to understand things. You know, it's less about um, knowing it's more like, I just want to understand. And I think when you get the opportunity to understand people, you get a lot more, uh, ability to to see why they do or don't do things and um and just really get an appreciation for who they are so i think i've i've really loved that about the w i think that's my favorite part and it's the reason that um i have no intention of leaving it ever because it is uh it's been really special for me yeah it it's more you know i maybe more than any other league it it's it's just a league that you feel a part of, even if you're covering it, like you feel mm -hmm. it's an inclusive community and it, it is like, you know, even the reporting community, it's, you know, everybody's seems to be friends. Everybody seems to, you know, get along and, and for the most part. And uh, I, you know, it, it's, it's a two way street, which you don't really get a lot with a lot mm -hmm. of sports, you know, the, the players and the coaches and the front, front offices and teams and everything they want to help you and you want to help them and you both want to do your jobs at the same time. And that, that to me is, is probably the most, you know, most favorable therapy that, you know, the best thing about the WNBA is, you know, everybody wants to work together. Everybody understands that the other has a job to do, but they're all, everybody's trying to grow the game. And, and that, that partnership is, is a lot of fun to be a part of. Cause like I say, you don't get that, that personal touch sometimes with, with any other league mm -hmm. and, and yeah, it's, it's a great, great thing to be a part of and and it, it's been a lot of fun but um i definitely agree with with what you were talking about um kind of kind of jumping right into the actual product on the floor what i guess what are your thoughts on on what we've seen so far i i mentioned you know it's labor day weekend it's we have a couple days you know a couple games left of of the regular season before we get things going in the playoffs what what are your thoughts on what we've what we've seen so far and is it kind of what you expected maybe to see this season yeah, um, I think this year has been really interesting. Um, obviously, like I think I anybody expected um, to see this happen with um, uh, with with respect to um, the Aces and Liberty. Like I think people really expected them to to obviously be the top two. That goes without saying, 
Um, I will say this is not just to beat my own drum, but I, I did expect the Sun to be third. I, I thought they would be really good this year still. I didn't expect there to be much of a drop-off um, just because I was excited about a lot of the pieces that they were bringing in. I thought it made a lot of sense to me, and it's been really cool watching that play out in a way that I maybe didn't expect either. Um, but as for everything else, in terms of the actual just um, – kind of war zone that exists in the in the middle of the playoff pack um I don't know if I necessarily expected that I think I like I thought that it would be a lot of competition but I didn't expect it to be everybody beating the shit out of one another for excuse my language I don't know if I'm a little smart here you're good uh you're for good. lack of better terms like that's what it's been like it feels like um whenever a team really starts to gain momentum they run into the one team that's just an awful matchup for them. And it was funny because, like, I talked about this with uh, with Stephanie White the other day, where even as, as good as the Sun have been this year, they're 25 and 11 right now, that could obviously change tonight and probably will change tonight. Um, but, like, looking at, um, you know, like, for them, like, they were they were playing really well, and then they kind of went into a slump post-All-Star break because they played the Wings, like, three times in two weeks. And she was, like, point blank and saying, we are not a good matchup for them, like – they just crush us with their size. We can't really do a lot about it. Like, obviously, they're, you know, she wasn't excusing them. She was like, you know, we could have done a lot of things better. But at the same point, like, we just don't have the size to match up with them with Bree Jones out. Um, and I, that, that's, a, that's a, to your point in terms of talking about, um, you know, openness in the league. I, that's not a comment I would expect to hear mm-hmm. at times. Um, like, but I appreciate the candor. Um, and it is true. But I think that's what's so interesting in looking at some of these things. Like, um, like the Minnesota has just had Dallas's number this year, even though Dallas, it feels like should be able to take advantage of them. It's that just has never played out. Right. Um, the sparks cannot beat the Chicago sky after that being the hottest team in the league and now dropping what three straight. Um, like there are just all these little kind of pockets of, of teams that really struggle matching up against one another. And it's really interesting to watch how it plays out um, because that's how we end up having this. I mean, we have the wings. Well, okay, remove the wings. The Atlanta Dream who are in fifth are two games ahead of the Sparks who are in 10th. So it's just like, or I mean in ninth, but same, you know, same difference. But like, exactly. So it's just, it it leaves a lot of room for things to kind of happen in the last last week, which is going to be really interesting to watch play out. Mm-hmm. It seems like, you know, in, in the past years, we've had teams, you know, let's say maybe it's five through eight, but maybe not so much, you know, four through nine um, that have been kind of, you know, close in the standings. And it seems like it always comes down to maybe, you know, the last few games. But this year it's been like you've seen stretches to your point, like you've seen Dallas play really well. You've seen and really any team play really well. And then they have stretches where they just look bad. And it's it's weird. Like it, it, you know, it, it's maybe more so than in past years. It, it seems like, you know, we just have like the top three teams and then the rest are just going to fight it out and see what happens. But it, I don't know. It, it's, I, I feel like it's ultimately kind of an inevitable. I think that's a lot of people thought coming into the year it was going to be Vegas and New York, but mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I think that, you know, especially now what we've seen throughout the year new york's gone off to an, another level from the beginning of the year just with playing with each other and finally building that chemistry together and then you know vegas is is phenomenal but then you have you have teams like like connecticut if they were fully healthy i would even think they would you know they would obviously be better than what they are right now but they're still a strong team that could play spoiler or they could you know take take down one of those 
um, top two teams at some point, but it, you know, it, it, you really never know. I mean, Dallas could take down one of those teams, you know, at, you know, Atlanta, yeah. Minnesota, they could, they could hit a, a strong stretch and, you know, they've, they've looked great over, you know, let's say the Lynx, for example, they've looked great over, you know, let's say a five game span. And then they look terrible over a five game span. Well, maybe they hit a good, you know, a good stretch or if you can put any team into this scenario, but maybe they hit a good stretch in, in a, in a series and they end up upsetting somebody. Um, so it, it's, it, I maybe more so this year. I, well, I don't want to say maybe more so this year than other years, but it, it's going to be an interesting postseason to see kind of how all of that plays out and, and to even get there. We're, we're not even there yet, but to, to see where those teams land will, will be really fascinating. Yeah, I mean, exactly like you mentioned, too, because last year, I think it's so easy to forget last year, especially once we were done with the Commissioner's Cup. I think it was everybody pointing to, well, we can't wait for the Sky and the Aces to face off because um, that's what it was building up towards the entire season. And then that didn't happen. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, nobody really expected the Sun to be in the finals. Um, and so it's just, uh, especially, I mean, like even during that series, with the, I mean, the Sun were down, what, like 17 at one point in that game. It might have been more before they come back and end up winning. And um, so, I mean, I think even that could happen in the playoffs. Here. I would expect it to happen in the playoffs here just because what's expected rarely is what happens. Um, so it'll be interesting. Because like you mentioned with Dallas, too, I think like if Dallas were really able to put everything together, I don't think it's as simple. Not saying that you're saying this, but I think mm-hmm. – some people put it as like, oh, well, all they, they just need to have, you know, once the playoffs get here and things slow down, I think there are some ways that they could get exploited too that people haven't really taken advantage of this year. Um, at least, you know, in full over like an actual game plan. Um, but that's what makes it fun because if you just catch the wrong matchup in the second round, then you're just kind of screwed. And mm-hmm. uh, so watching teams try and uh, kind of work through things and progress. So, like, I honestly think the Sun have a, I wouldn't be shocked if they make it to the finals again. Like, mm-hmm. I think that would be shocking for some people. I'm not saying I would bet on it, but um, I think in terms of the things that they've worked through this year and if their depth does hit right and they're healthy, like obviously without Dijanae Carrington, I feel a lot worse about that projection. But um, yeah, it's I, I'm excited for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, you even look at a team like like Washington. I mean, I, I, coming into the year, they were my kind of dark horse that, you know, they, if they could stay healthy that, and once again, we've, we dealt with the same thing we've dealt with in, in, you know, the past, I don't know how many years of them not mm-hmm. being able to stay healthy, but I thought at the beginning of the year, if they stay healthy, they could, they could make a run. And, you know, granted they were, you know, not healthy during the year on and off, um, which has resulted in them sliding, but right now they're healthy and they, they look strong and, and, you know, like Elena Deladon and Shakira Austin, they're still in minutes restrictions right now. So once they get back into full, you know, 100% um, back to what they were, that could even be a team that, you know, that could play spoiler or could, you know, upset, you know, somebody higher than them in the playoffs. Well, there's, there's teams that if they can put it together, they, they could, they could, you know, face off against anybody. And that's, that's including the, the, the top teams, but it, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to wish the season regular season to get over with, but I, I just can't wait for the playoffs. It's, it, it's some of my favorite basketball of the year and it, it's just, it's always phenomenal. So I, I can't wait for that. We'll be here before we know it. I mean, we were, we were just talking about it. The season flew by. So we'll, before we know it, it'll be, we'll be preparing for the draft again or something. Uh, pretty much, man. It feels like it. <laughs> but um, yeah, let's, let's kind of dive into, to the links a little bit. We mentioned them a little bit ago, but um, 
what are your thoughts on on the, the turnaround that they've had? They've they've had an impressive turnaround after that that rough start to this season, but you know they've they've put together a strong year. They have you know, a good chance at, at getting the five seed, even which I don't think a lot of people even thought at the beginning of the year, or even right before the All Star break. But here they are, um, right in the heart of the playoffs. So what what do you think of Minnesota and what they've been able to do so far? Yeah, uh, it's been really cool. Um, honestly, and I'm still just kicking myself that I, I got um, just the way by virtue of moving this year, I kind of strapped myself in terms of how much I was able to travel later on in the year. I have a trip coming up to Dallas this week, but if I had time, I would go to Minnesota too, because I'd love to like go out there and actually get to do some more story stuff, which is hopefully an off season thing, but long story short, you know, um, it's been a blast because I think watching them early on in the year, um, you know, they start one and seven. Um, and I was still like very much somebody banging the, this team is not tanking drum. Uh, like, I think it was very clear. They were trying to win those games. I also just hate when tanking is brought up in W because like, I, I mean, I can't speak on the the entire history of the league, but at least since I've been around, like, it's just not a thing. That's not what people do. Like you have to turn a profit. You have to actually get people to want to be there. Um, and I mean, just point blank period, Cheryl's been on it since day one, like, I think in on media today, I'm pretty sure she was like, you know, I see what people are talking about. We're we're not taking for Clay, Caitlin Clark. We don't do that shit. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's, and that's obviously how it's played out. Like looking at this team, 17 and 19. Um, I think in some ways, maybe they've even outplayed what I expected. Um, and that's not meant as a slight. That's more just, I think I've been, I didn't expect, like I thought feet, like I've already thought the world to feel like I thought Fee was a top 15 player already in the league when she's at her, you know, when she's at full form and now having her be uh, a down ballot MVP candidate this year, um, she's been incredible. Like watching her get to spread her wings and become this level of player and, um, you know, really take on that mold of being a quote unquote 1A star, especially like that's what was so rocky about the first eight games of the season is it, it didn't feel right with her yet. Like you could see the idea of like they wanted to get her touches in different ways, but it felt like once they hit that certain point, I don't really know necessarily what the the clicking what the click was for them, um, but it just happened, and it's been kind of awesome since. And like obviously, the efficiency's gone up and down, but in terms of like actual impact and what they've asked of her and how she's doing it, like it's been yeah, it's been steady. Um, I think I've just continued to be really impressed with the rookies, which I just wrote about yesterday with obviously Diamond and, and Dorka. Um, you know, I, I was excited about Diamond immediately coming in. And, I mean, before the draft even started, I thought Diamond was an incredibly fascinating player. And uh, obviously she has been kind of um, the opposite of Fee in some ways, like in, in a good way. Like mm-hmm. part of what's so exciting about Diamond to me is like you have the um, you can see the potential, like the flashes are so bright. The consistency is just not nearly there yet. And she'd be the first to say it. I'm sure Cheryl said it tons of times as well. Um and but the but you know what they've done together seeing how they've tried to use diamond and nafisa together and what that can mean moving forward and how many teams have already had issues with with handling that um that's a really long-winded answer just saying like i'm I'm really excited about this team i think getting getting what you've already been able to see here and being able to imagine what this maybe looks like in a year or two with with maybe some some different surrounding talent not that the surrounding talent's bad but in terms of just getting you know what happens in terms of what you can do in free agency and you know what happens with what whatever the draft pick ends up being like i think that there's just a lot to be excited about here that's what i take away from from this year um 
which yeah, I, I I've just been really happy with with this team. They've been amongst my favorites to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I think that you know coming into the year knowing the position and the state of the franchise, I think looking at it now, even if they didn't make the playoffs, I think it would still be considered a successful year. But the fact that they're going to make the playoffs, that you know, that's just icing on the cake. I mean, it you you come in with basically new leaders on the team. I mean, if he's Collier has always been somewhat of a leader, but now she is the leader. And then you have the youth that's coming in, which Minnesota's never really had. Who knows, you know, how that that's all going to work out. The changing an offensive, basically offensive and defensive schemes um, to better suit Fee and the the people around her and the players around her. But nobody really knew what this team was going to look like, how they were going to, you know, how they were going to do. And, and, you know, I don't think a lot of people were really that surprised right away to see them 0-6 overall. I think more people are surprised now that they've turned things around and they've done it so fast. Um, and, and that's a credit to, you know, to Cheryl Reeve and her coaching staff. It's credit to the players for wanting to make this work and not just, you know, maybe toss this season in and, and you know, chalk it up as a rebuilding year, developmental year. Um, but I mean, you know, you, you're talking about uh, Diamond Miller specifically. I mean, both of them have uh, Diamond Miller and Dorka Yuhas, they both stepped into key roles. Dorka by default with Jess Shepard, you know, dealing with some injury issues throughout the year. She's, you know, stepped into a starting center spot and and she's done great. She's been very consistent. She still needs to obviously build onto her game, but but she's been very consistent. Diamond, like you talked about, she's she's kind of had that, she, you know, she's the first to admit it. She's had that roller coaster year. Um, but you can see, like you said, what what this will look like in the future. And I think that's what Minnesota wanted at the beginning of the year to figure things out okay let's get a vision for where we want to go and then Mm -hmm. after this season we'll build it from there that's still the plan but they've they've grown on that they've you know they've they've done more I think than what they they even anticipated and it's like I said it's, it's a credit to Cheryl and the job that she's done because not only is this the first time that um, you know, they've gone winless. They've done it the last three years. They've gone 0-4 in 2021, 0-4 in 2022, and then 0-6 this year. Two out of those three years, they're going to be making the playoffs. Last year, when they failed to reach the postseason, they had a playoff spot. Well, not locked up, but they were in a playoff spot until like what two games left in the regular season, and then they ended mm-hmm. up dropping out. So, I mean... <laughs> it's not something they try to do, but they're used to this. And, and it's, you know, being able to do that on the fly is impressive and it doesn't happen so often, especially with the shortened season. Now it's expanded, but the short season, that is the WNBA season. Um, but, um, you know, like I was saying, it, it's, I think it's considered a, a success already and it's only going to continue to grow from here, which is exactly what you want in a rebuild. Yeah. Um, but, but it's, it's, it's been a, been a great year so far and and they're only they're only going to continue to to skyrocket from here i think especially diamond miller and, and fisa collier together yeah. um when when it comes to to cheryl i i kind of mentioned that what what are your thoughts on on the job that she's done you know she talked about at the beginning of the year um like you said at media day um you know with with the tanking allegations she you know she flat out said you know i i told glenn taylor the Lynx owner if we're going to tank find a new coach like I don't want to I don't want to be here if, if that's the mindset we're going to have and that's been since day one and I think that's credit to the you know the, the season they're having and having that mindset um, but what are your thoughts on on what she's been able to do this year and to be able to develop develop younger players because that's something we haven't really seen a ton in Minnesota yeah um, I think I I have from the the coaching aspect I've been 
incredibly impressed with Cheryl. Like I think I've, I, I'm trying to remember where I said this, but I think I, I feel like you can give Cheryl just about any roster and she's going to find a way to coach them the 500 or better. Like mm-hmm. she's just that, that level. And I think that's part of what's been so fun this year. I think um, this team is so different in how they play from last year. Like obviously there's a lot of similar principles and stuff, but um, you know, not having Syl, believe it or not, pretty big difference. Um, they just don't have a big who operates like she did and, they really don't play out of the post like that. Like they play out of the post, but not with the same kind of intentions. It's um, it's just a very, like, I feel like the offense is just so different compared to how it was last year, especially defensively too. Not that the defense was awesome last year, hasn't been this year, but like they've really tried to just be different on that end because of how much of a mess it's been at times um, and just trying to figure out how it all fits together. Um, and I don't mean this as a slight to her, but it always does like feel difficult because uh, I felt the same way in terms of like, talking about the sky too um but it's like how do you kind of like evaluate um both coaching and the gm aspect at the same time when it's the same person obviously it's different now because claire's in as the official gm but obviously cheryl still has a big part in that and a lot of this is still from you know what she built the years coming into this so um i still feel overall really good about it like i don't know what people expected or wanted this year like i know like obviously i think you could look at it and be like well if because I mean it's very clear like they didn't commit to a rebuild right away they they went out and tried to tried to make noise with Stewie and, and and met with Slute as well and that didn't happen but I also think like it would be insane to not go do that like mm-hmm. if you have a chance to get Stewie or Slute or both of them to the links I'm going to take the time and make those meetings happen um but yeah I mean like in terms of the way that everything's gone and how it could have gone I feel like this is maybe a home run is like too far to put it, but in terms of like just having a concrete direction, having fee growing into this in her before she's even turned 27, uh, having diamond look like this, um, having a player like Dorka who has just been like, she has been the quote unquote seal of the draft. Um, which is also very funny. Cause I don't know if you were on like the pre-draft call, but they'd, we did like a pre-draft call and like just talking to we like it was Cheryl, Tanisha Wright, and Lynn Dunn, mm-hmm. and they were all talking about like they like I don't know there was just like an hour to ask them about draft prospects and stuff and it was funny because somebody asked who uh, um, asked Cheryl who they thought um, who Cheryl thought was uh, like the biggest riser in her eyes during the college season she said Dorka. Um, in terms of like a sleeper prospect and it's like mm-hmm. so it's funny how that's worked out um but yeah like again really long answer but point being like I think that this has been a really good season for the Lynx in terms of what they're doing where it's gone obviously the last couple of years like still wanting to play for Sill and make things happen um to be able to pivot like this and still um be competitive has been pretty impressive to me mm-hmm. I kind of viewed this year as as it, weird as it sounds a win-win year I mean you, you look at it like you know, if they, they finish in the bottom four, they're probably going to get a pretty good seed because they were in the bottom four last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and with that that two year, um, you know, two year record kind of playing a factor in into the draft lottery, they they were going to get a good pick if that happened. Now look at it the other side, like the the situation we're in right now, they're making the play or you know going to be in the playoffs. That means something went right, and and that's a good sign. I mean, that's that's obviously what Minnesota would have preferred rather than the the previous scenario. But you know, to me, it was a it was a win win year. And and even 
you know, let, let's say Minnesota gets the, I don't know, let's say five, six seed, whatever. They're still going to get a pretty good seed in the, in, in the draft. I mean, it's, there's, there's 12, 12 picks in the first round. You're, you're going to get a good pick. You're going to get a good player, especially with the talent that, that might come out of colleges here, but you know, the ones that, that for sure will come out, you're still going to get a good, you know, a good talent and a good prospect coming out. So to me, um, you know, it was, it was a win-win and obviously this is the better scenario of the two. Um, but I don't really think they they could have lost either way as far as being disappointed. I mean, you always want to make the playoffs, but if they didn't, that means they're going to get a good pick. So it, you kind of take the good and the bad with with both scenarios. But um, yeah, it, I mean it's it's been it's been a remarkable year, remarkable coaching job, um, and and like I said, just a, a a testament to the kind of the foundation and the mindset that that the Lynx have in in that in that organization, I think, you know, really, really carries in or really resonates with, with a lot of those players. And you even hear them talking a lot of media availabilities, like we're, we're the Lynx organization. Like we, we don't do that. Like it's, they're, they're setting that Cheryl has set that culture and she set that mindset. And, and that's, to me, that's impressive because it's easy to fold under, um, you know, you know, seasons like this and, and just kind of being like, you know, we're in a new era, let's turn the page. And and they, mm-hmm. they refuse to do that, which um, I think goes a long way in the end. But yeah, um, you know, with um, kind of before we jump into into beyond this season, what what do you think would be a realistic expectation for the links? Or I guess what would you consider a success for the links they're, they're going to make the playoffs i think that's a success in itself like i said but what do you think would be a realistic expectation and a, a success for them that's a good question i think realistic expectation um maybe for me i mean i think just to be competitive in the playoffs not to like sound like a downer but i think to me it'd be just be more like can they win a game in the mm-hmm. first round um i wouldn't expect this team to win a series just to be point blank. Like I think especially with um, and this is part of where it does come into the GM aspect. Like when you're talking about where this team is at, I do think like the lack of shooting really hurts them. It's hurt them a ton in the games where they've gotten blown out because that's been one of their issues is when the shots are not falling from deep. Cause like they can generate good looks. It's just outside of K Mac and Rachel Bantam, who then Rachel's obviously missed a really good part of the season. It's good that she's back now, but like, there are not consistent shooters on the team. Like mm-hmm. Fee's shot has been pretty up and down this year. Um, and she's probably the third best shooter on the team most of the time. So mm-hmm. like, I think, and that speaks more to like what this can look like moving forward. But I think even when you're talking about what, you know, having optimal floor spacing for player development is important. Um, but also like in some ways, like having inopportune things can be important for helping develop other things out. There's like a million ways to look at it, but so not just to like sound like I'm fence sitting, but in terms of like looking at the playoffs, I think that they would really struggle to for me to be somebody I would pick to win a series over anybody. Um, like if they like they're obviously not going to snag home court advantage. Like I think it's just probably too little, too late for that. Um, the wings have that pretty much locked up. Um, it feels like unless things really hit the fan for them and they lose to the fever tonight, but Fever been playing well, so you never know. <laughs> uh, and the Fever still have their playoff streams open, so it's, uh, it's just crazy. Um, shouts to them, but um, yeah, I think to me it's just be competitive. Like maybe win a game when they're back at Target Center, um, and try and just have something to to feel good on moving in towards next year. Like obviously you feel good about this, but you don't want to just you know get creamed in the, in 
the the th- in a three game sweep. So yeah, no, I agree. I I think they'll end up falling in the first round or opening round. But like you said, if they can be competitive, I didn't even really. I, I agree that I thought, you know, earlier in the year, they would, they'd be a borderline playoff team. Maybe they'd be around 500 that maybe, maybe reach the playoffs. Um, I, I initially anticipated at the beginning of the year, they'd be around like 18, 22. I think that that might be pretty close this year actually, but I I don't think they have what it takes to, to, they just don't have the depth. They don't have, you know, it, Cheryl mentioned even after one of the most recent games, they have a big two. That's, that's about it. And, and that's true. And and that's you know no knock on the links, but I just don't think that that's going to do much in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you know, like like we've said the whole the whole podcast here, it's just to reach the playoffs. I think is a, a successful season, and I don't even know if they necessarily expected that or to be expected. You know, they didn't maybe expect to be as high as they are. Um, maybe I think they could have, you know, snuck in one of the bottom seeds, but I don't, I don't know if they anticipated being, you know, sitting around that five seed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, so I, it, I, I think that it, it will ultimately fall short, but I, I don't know. I, I think a success is just simply reaching the, the playoffs this year, but um, you know, kind of looking ahead at the future and it, it it's hard to do this kind of, cause you don't know what talent's going to be in the draft and, and all of that, but, what is your thought on on the future of the team? Um, you know, this offseason and beyond, they they they're going to free up a decent amount of cap space where they could go out and be competitive this this offseason if somebody wants to to you know maybe one or two players wanted to come to Minnesota. But what are your thoughts on what they could do this offseason and and moving forward? Yeah, um, I think to me the biggest thing that I need them to do is answer the point guard question. Like, I'm not saying that they have to get the quote unquote prototypical point guard because they're just there's like maybe four in the league so that's just you know not an easy equation to solve and a lot of teams have the same problem but like they have the problem the worst um I think that goes without saying like in terms of just having somebody who can really set the offense and again part of what's been fun is like seeing okay how much they can run stuff through fee and through diamond um but I think there have been just more struggles with when it becomes half court offense and you have to really boil things down if they had better shooting, I think it's less of a problem and you can get more funky with it. But when your shooting is what it is. And like, I think that's why losing LA when, when they did is, has really been an impact on them because like, that's what was such a bummer. Cause like Lindsay, like Lindsay was having a career stretch. Like that goes without saying she'd really found a balance of being able to lead the offense while being a threat herself. And that had just never really been something in her bag. Like we, she'd never scored like that in her career um, at the, at the W level, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think for me, like when you can see what she was able to do, you know, in terms of kicking the offense into 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 rhythm, especially in the half court, and and what she could do for Fee and for Diamond, and just for the whole team, like that automatically speaks to me so much on term in terms of like what I need to see them do in the offseason. Like, mm-hmm. um, obviously that could happen in the draft. I think it's probably less likely to happen now with where their draft pick might end up being like it may be the end up getting second or third and it works out really well based on like you mentioned in terms of how last year's um seating fell out for them but even that what they, they finished i think they were they were the last team to to not be in the playoffs because they, yeah, they had a chance on the last day yep. um so their odds probably aren't going to be amazing but but when you factor in most like all the teams that were shit this year other than indiana I shouldn't say shit. All the teams that were struggling this year, other than Indiana, 
were pretty good last year. So it's like, you know, not a, like they'll still have solid odds. But mm-hmm. point being, like in terms of like they're probably not going to have a chance to draft a Caitlin. Like it would be pretty surprising. Um, obviously, Paige is a possibility, but I know like it's very up in the air on whether or not she's going to come out. I would I can't. I mean, I don't it's not like I know Paige, but I think it's entirely likely she comes out. I still think there are a lot of really good guards coming out. It's not even just about drafting them. I think to me, it's like, yes, if you could have a star at the guard spot, that would be awesome. But even just having like a steady starter would mm-hmm. be incredible. And I think that's probably more likely to happen in free agencies yeah. um, is where I'm at. Um, so it just kind of depends on that. But to me, like, that's what I need to see them do next. Mm-hmm. Make that happen, improve floor spacing, um, and then just keep, like, I don't need them to be a contender next year. I don't think that they should view themselves in that way at all based on how the league is right now. Like, I think their goal should be be a competitive playoff team next year as we keep developing what this young group is. Help Fee continue to grow into that primary star Let's keep seeing what Diamond can do um, and help her find more consistency. And then building around that, like, that's the answer for me. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I want to see Dorka start next year. Honestly, I think Dorka has been good enough as a starter this year where, like, I think she's – I mean, not even I think. She's been a positive on the floor throughout the season. Um, and when you have a rookie who's able to come in and not just play immediate minutes and be good, but start games and not look out of place, um, I think you just kind of have to see what's there. And so I think a lot to me is, okay – Keep that moving, build around that. Um, I'm not saying that that's an automatic championship core, but okay, you you have the basis for something to keep adding on to and and move somewhere. So I'm excited about what that could look like. And I mean, you even just you look at the amount of money that they'll have, Cheryl, or even her connection throughout the league and the players that she has relationships with. You know, Nafisa Collier has relationships with a lot of players, and there's no you know there's no questioning it. There there are some decent names out that will be free agents this offseason and there aren't a lot of teams that have a ton of money to pay them mm-hmm. um you know and minnesota is a team that that could get two max players if they if they were able to um you know and that's that's i think a credit to them you know realizing this past offseason they weren't going to get any of the big names all right so let's maybe not stretch ourselves and let's just kind of see how things go this year develop this year and see what we can get next offseason well that's exactly what happened and now they're sitting in a good spot where they could they could get some players and some players might want to come play with the likes of you know Dorka Diamond and and Fee um so i mean Minnesota's going to be able to free up some space it's they if they're able to get some players they have the ability to do so and that's that's the most important part is having that availability in that that space um but it'll be yeah. it'll be interesting offseason I, I i think that you know it's it's a year where you know they they had this year to analyze and take a deep dive and kind of take inventory of what they have now they'll have a plan going into the offseason i don't know if they did this past offseason um, but they'll they'll have a plan they have a vision they have you know a core in place that they want to build around it. Now this off season, it's about finding those right pieces to fit in into that and to, to execute on that and, and to bring them in. Um, yeah. But it's it, interesting it, too, because it, Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to no, go ahead. I was no, saying, it's good. not even like, I don't even know if it's that they didn't have a plan. I think it's more, and not to correct you, but I think it's just more yeah. like, like we kind of talked about, like they just, they had the opportunity to go in multiple directions, which right. um, always makes it interesting. But yep. like you mentioned too, like there's, they they have they'll have one protected veteran heading into next year. 
which mm-hmm. leaves so much to work with. Like they have 15, not 1,500, 1.5 million cap space right now. I mean, like I committed right now, obviously and that's right. including hardship players. Cause that's over the cap, but they're going to have close to $800,000 to work with next mm-hmm. to Aussie. And to me, like we didn't even say it, like, I think what the deal looks like will be interesting, but I think bringing K-Mac back should be like, I don't know if I'm going to yeah. say it should be a priority, but um I think with how important she's been to the team this year, like you can look at impact stats and on off and stuff. And it maybe doesn't say as much. Cause like, I think she's the only starter that is technically a negative on off to me. That's more because she's played the most games out of all the starters. Yeah. Um, and also in terms of just what her assignments are, how the bench units get run and stuff. Um, she's been for me. I mean, like you, you mentioned Cheryl talking about the big two. I mean, it's fee and, and K Mac for me, like right. obviously diamond has done good things, but K-Mac has been incredible this season, especially mm-hmm. after a slow start. Like she had a really slow start from three and then she's been pretty damn consistent since then. And mm-hmm. I think to me, like when I look at this team, you can look at what they are right now. And I think it, it might be easy to be like, oh, well, you know, it's okay if K-Mac's not back next year. I think this team looks so different on both ends of the court without her. Um, yes. So, yeah. Um, I think I, said, I love K-Mac, so I had to get that off. Yeah, no, I agree. She's she's not only a, a great player, but she's a phenomenal person. And I yeah. listened to her talk for days. But she, yeah. you know, her, and this goes to your to what you just said, her leadership, I think, grew exponentially this year. And I think that that was something Cheryl Reeve and the coaching staff in the front office, they knew she had, but they hadn't really seen it to the full extent. This year, they have. And I think that that was a, a really big realization that, okay, she needs to be back. And I, I agree. I, I do think that she will be back. And I, I think she's the kind of player that she wants to be back and she'll make it work. If Minnesota mm-hmm. can bring, let's say, bring in a couple players or they can bring in whoever it may be. Um, and let's say it's, it's somebody that might be in her spot as a starter. I could see her being like, all right, I'll take a, a step back and I'll come, you know, I'll play minutes off the bench or, or whatever maybe. She's somebody that'll she'll just make it work. She just wants to win. And yeah. and that's that's very, very valuable to have, especially when you have a young team like Minnesota has. Uh, but she I've been very impressed with her uh, this year, not only on the court, but but her voice, like I said, in the in the locker room and and what she's provided along with Fee um to to lead this team. And I I I agree. I, I think I would even, you know, say that, that go as far as saying she's, you know, she's a must. She has to be back on this team in order for them to to continue to take the steps in the in the right direction if she wants well, to be. Yeah, I mean, exactly what you're saying, though. Part of what's interesting is um, and I'm not just trying to drum stuff up, but like like you mentioned in terms of being wanting wanting to to be in a winning place. Like I don't again, like I'm not trying to implicate that I know what her intentions would be in free agency, but like. I think sneakily would be a very big get for, for any team, mm-hmm. uh, especially the teams competing next year. Like you can envision her and she would fit tremendously with what Connecticut likes to do yep. and what they run. She would fit in Atlanta. She would fit in New York. Obviously she would fit back in Las Vegas. I don't know. There's probably more there than just like encore stuff, but like in terms of like every team would want a Kayla McBride, if they're trying to win basketball games next year, mm-hmm. especially for where the game's headed. Like she had the, best not best shooting season of her career per se but like in terms of volume and becoming a player like she's been able to do it but like continuing to just be a high volume shooter who can shoot off movement who can shoot off the catch who can relocate who can be a lot of like part of what's so good about her is that like she just functions in the flow and offense she doesn't really need things like she needs things run for her of course like everybody does I'd be lying to say otherwise but 
Um, she functions by just working inside an offense, and there are not a lot of players who can do what she does with the level at, with the level of effectiveness that she brings. So um, I'll be really curious to see what happens with her this offseason mm-hmm. because she is a really important player. Yes, I agree. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see not only what you know other teams do, but specifically what what the Lynx do because they're they're one of the more intriguing teams that of the off season to see what they do to take that next step. And mm-hmm. and it's they they need to. I I mean, it wouldn't be the end of the world if they don't make a splash in the off season, but I think they need if they want to continue to take a next step, they need to bring in you know a player or two. Um, and 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 hopefully they they have that ability, but we we will see. Um, Mark, I, I really appreciate you you joining. Um, it was it was great chatting with you. Great talking, you know, little links, little WNBA, and and everything in between. So I appreciate you joining. We'll we'll definitely have to do it maybe this off season or once the season wraps up and look back at the year and, and talk about about the year ahead and maybe the off season ahead. So I what I once again want to thank you for for joining. I appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Anytime, man. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you once again to Mark for joining the podcast this week. I think I probably could have talked to him for another hour at least. Uh, Mark is, is great to talk to. He's easy to talk to. He He's a, a great conversation, and he's so knowledgeable about the game that that it made it fun to to chat with him and kind of break everything down from the league perspective, the, the league-wide perspective, as well as breaking down the Minnesota Lynx, breaking down this roster, where the team is at right now at the nearing the end of the regular season here as well as um, you know what the what the future is like what the what the postseason might look like for Minnesota and what the offseason might look like for the Lynx. so a lot of great stuff I really appreciate Mark for taking the time um, I'm definitely planning to hopefully have him on the podcast here coming up um, you know maybe at the end of the season or in the off season leading up to the next year um, whatever that may be or whenever our, our schedules allow so I, I appreciate Mark and I definitely definitely plan to have him back on on the podcast here at some point. I also want to give a shout out to Jeremy Rushing for producing this podcast every week as I, as I normally uh, shout him out. He does a great job. Um, I, I can't say it enough of, of what he does in the back end and making everything sound great and making sure that everything gets out to you guys in a timely manner. Um, so I appreciate Jeremy for all he does. Um, does a great job and it's a great partnership uh, that we have here at Hitting the Hardwood with, with Jeremy. Um, I also want to shout out our two partners that we have here um, at, at Hitting the Hardwood. Uh, before, I, before I shout them out, if you know of somebody or maybe if you are interested um, in partnering with Hitting the Hardwood, please send us an email at hittingthehardwood at gmail.com. I would love to chat with you about a partnership that we could have or, or kind of a sponsorship slash partnership that we could have moving forward um, to better benefit both of ourselves in, in moving forward and and continuing to grow game, grow the game of women's basketball in the WNBA. I think that's what we all want to do, and I, I definitely want to partner with with anybody that wants to do the same. So please check that out, or please, um, you know, send us an email, uh, hit me up on Twitter, um, whatever it may be. Um, I'm here to here to chat about it and, and open to starting that dialogue and that conversation. Um, I but now I want to, uh, as I mentioned, give a shout out to our two partners, um, Better Edge and Homage. Uh, Better Edge. That's B E T T O R Edge. Um, you can go check them out at betteredge.com, B-E-T-T-O-R-Edge.com. If you go, or if you're a first-time user and you want some free money, who doesn't want free money? But if you want some free money, go to betteredge.com forward slash links. When you sign up for the first time, use the promo code links, L-Y-N-X, and you get a free $20 in, in free play to play with. Um, so if that's enough to, to persuade you to go do so, um, go check out Better Edge. Uh, please do that. You can go bet on anything from the WNBA to any other sports. You can do competitions. You can bet by yourself. You can do pick You can really do anything you want. I regularly do competitions. 
Um, I'll post that on social media um, when I do that. But please go check them out. Come take my money. Um, go check, uh, go play them. I, I usually play on that platform. It's very user-friendly, very easy to use. I, I do it year-round. Um, not just WNBA season, but I do it year-round. And I, I really enjoyed Better Edge. And they're just a great group of people to work with. Um, we, we've, I've worked um, you know, a lot with Greg. Greg's been phenomenal. Um, and I, I really appreciate all that he's done. Um, in helping the exposure of the links, the WNBA, and, and the betting aspect of things. So it's really been great working with uh, Greg and the rest of the group at Better Edge. Um, they're big link supporters. They're a Minneapolis-based company. Um, they're, they're big Minnesota sports um, supporters. So they, they do a lot of great stuff. So please go support local. If you, if you are in Minnesota or outside of Minnesota, come support Better Edge. Um, and in return, you'll, you'll help support hitting the hardwood as well. Um, and then the second one is Homage. Homage has, you, you've heard me say it on here before, they have a lot of great vintage gear. They have a lot of modern gear and vintage gear, but um, a lot of their vintage gear is really, really cool. They have great material on their clothing items. Um, if you're looking specifically for Lynx or, or WNBA gear, um, you can go uh, you know, find out or find um, a lot of that gear. They have a lot of logo gear, uh, T-shirts, hoodies. Um, I have the WNBA T-shirt, Lynx T-shirt, Lynx hoodie. I love all three of them. I definitely plan to get more. I'm, I'm going to get more probably right after this podcast. I'm going to go check them out um, and check, check out what I, can, what I can get for the rest of this, this WNBA season and for other leagues. Um, but go check them out. It's homage, H-O-M-A-G-E dot com. Um, and you can, if, if you go um, to our Hitting the Hardwood website, there are a couple URLs. Um, if you go to our partners page, there are a couple URLs that if you click on those, um, it's a link specific one and a WNBA specific one. If you purchase anything after you click those links, it doesn't cost you anymore, but a percentage of that comes back and supports hitting the hardwood. So I really appreciate anything that you can do, um, anything you can do to support um, homage and hitting the hardwood. Um, I, I highly encourage that and really appreciate that. And I'm grateful for anything that, that you are willing to do. They, like I said, they have a lot of great gear. So please go check them out. Um, now, with that said, I, I want to just before I wrap up this podcast, I, I want to um, you know give a shout out to everybody for listening. Um, for all our loyal listeners who listen every week, I appreciate you, new listeners. Welcome. Um, I plan to do this, um, you know, as as I've said all season long. I plan to do this um, every week for the rest of the season. We'll see what the off season brings and in, in um, uh, what our timeline looks like at that point. But um, during the season, during the playoffs, during you know, even if the link season is over with, uh, we'll we'll continue throughout the the WNBA playoffs where we're going to do this every week. Um, like I said, it'll, it'll come out every Tuesday, every week. Um, so please check out uh, um, wherever you get your podcast. You can find this podcast. Um, but we're in the heart of the heart of the, well, I should, shouldn't say the heart of the season. We're in the, the heart of almost the postseason. Um, we're, we're at the tail end of the regular season, which is hard to believe. We're entering the last week of the regular season before the playoffs begin. Um, and then my favorite time of the year, uh, WNBA postseason play. Um, tips off in the middle of September, so we're it's hard to believe, but we're finally there. Um, we're we're getting into getting into fall, and and before you know it, we'll we'll be uh, in the heart of heart of the playoffs. So it's it's exciting time. Um, the Lynx wrapped up a, a, or clinched a, a playoff seed, um, so they officially have a spot in the postseason, which I don't think a lot of people thought that they would. You know, when they started the season 0-6, but here we are. Minnesota turned things around. They're having an impressive season, an impressive turnaround. Um, and, and it's been a joy to to follow, to cover, and to watch all season long. So um, once again, I want to thank you all for listening to the podcast this week. Thanks again to Mark for joining. Um, and I will see you all next week. We'll, we'll talk about, um, I, I plan to have somebody on to, to kind of recap the, 
the regular season as we're as we're nearing the the close of the regular season or actually we're going to be getting to the end of the regular season by the time the, the next podcast comes out uh, but we'll re- recap the the season that was for the Lynx um, the regular season that was and then we'll look ahead to the postseason because we have a playoff team in Minnesota so once again thank you for listening and I will see you all again next Tuesday have a great week